On today's episode, we're gonna take a look at Cisco. So let's get started. Alright guys, and tomorrow we're having a few more companies doing earnings. We have big companies like Wix, Norwegian, and Norton LifeLock. And today, Sony did, and earlier this Monday, Under Armour did an earnings report. So if you guys want me to take a look at any of those companies, make sure to post on the comments. Or any other company that just reported earnings, CyberArk, Logitech, there are also some good ones that, that reported this past week. So let me know in the comments, guys. Post in the comments. And like always, guys, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe. It helps the small channel out so much. So let me know which company you guys want me to take a look at. I'm, I'm really kind of pumped to take a look at Norwegian to see how the COVID-19 is taking a look. But Wix and Norton LifeLock, I feel, have also some form of aspect that might have improved due to COVID-19. All right, so the first company we're going to take a look at is Cisco. And Cisco ended the day with 2.9, about 3% down. After hours, after reporting earnings, this company's up about 2.5. So it was, it's pretty much flat from the day. Um, and it's sitting right now at $43. But let's compare this to where it was at in just February. Let's say mid-February 20th, which is where I compare most of my things. So compared to February 20th, this company is down about 10.46%. And when if you would have picked up in the bottom, you would have gotten already about a 26% gain. So congratulations to anybody that picked up on the bottom. So next, let's take a look at Cisco's results for their earnings. This was for quarter three. And quarter three non-GAAP earnings per share were 79 cents, which actually beat by 8 cents. GAAP earnings per share were 65 cents, which also beat by 9 cents. So we are seeing that the earnings per share are better than expected. Revenue for this company was 11.98 billion. Unfortunately, that is about 7.6% down compared to the same time last year, but it did beat expectations by 130 million. Not a big beat in expectations. And I'm right now not a fan of seeing that 7.6% drop there in the revenue i i'm i'm not a fan of going into companies that are losing revenue this company's non-gap gross margins were 66.6 percent um for this quarter compared to 64.6 percent last year so they are seeing an increase in gross margins which is okay at the and finally this company had deferred revenue of 18.6 billion dollars and that's up 7%. And that's deferred revenue, you guys don't know. It's just revenue that this company has collected and has yet to, to do a service for. So for example, the best one I talk about is Netflix. You know how if you get Netflix, you pay a year subscription. But you've only watched one month of Netflix, even though you've paid for a year. Those 11 months remaining that you haven't watched is considered deferred revenue. So let's say you paid $120. It's, you have $110 left that would be considered deferred revenue, which is the portion of revenue they already collected, but they have yet to provide a service for you. And I think that's actually a, a huge amount of deferred revenue. It means this company has some form of reoccurring subscription or reoccurring revenue that is happening. And I think that's a good place, especially for most big companies right now, that's where they're going. So this company did give us guidance for quarter four. For quarter four, it is expecting earnings per shares to be about 72 cents to 74 cents. And that's actually above what, what the consensus the consensus estimate is of 70 cents, which is good. On revenue, they do expect the 85 to 11.5% decline compared to the same time last year. And again, we're seeing that same number, right? This quarter was 
7.6%, and they're expecting the next quarter to be about 8.5 to 11.5. The only thing I want to say is I obviously want to give it to them just because COVID-19 is taking a bigger impact in the upcoming quarter than it did for this quarter. So obviously they're going to see a bigger decline next quarter. But still, just to show that consistency of the of decline is not something I am happy to see. And that would mean that the revenue they expect is somewhere between 11.9 billion to 12.3 billion. That's actually a pretty big gap. And what's expected for them is 11.96, which is closer to that loan range of what they expect. So I, I, I will expect that this company actually be on revenue for the next quarter. So now I wanted to take a look at this company's revenue growth for the past year. So this is taking a look at annual growth for this company. In 2019, this company's revenue grew about 5% compared to 2018. In 2018, this company's revenue grew about 2%. And that 5% in 2019 was the highest it has grown in about, I want to say, 10 years. Um, so in 2013 was the only other time when this company grew over 5% revenue. So you can see Cisco is a big guy right now. It's a big giant. So they their revenue growth here is, is not it's not that strong but just because you are a giant doesn't mean that your growth is you're, you're not expected to grow right we're seeing big companies like microsoft google facebook um all these top guys these are companies in the trillion market cap and they're still seeing double digit growth um so i i i don't expect 2020 to be a good year in form of revenue growth maybe it might be flat or maybe in the decline, especially with quarter three down 11 per about 7%. And they are expecting like 8% down on quarter on quarter on quarter four. So next, uh, what I wanted to take a look at was the revenue breakdown of Cisco. So Cisco, like I mentioned, right, made up about $11.98 billion. So let's just let's just round off close to $12 billion. So it's easier to follow. So out of that $12 billion, it was down 8% compared to the same time last year. More than half of that total revenue comes from infrastructure platforms. And infrastructure platforms is most, let me just go back a little bit more. Most of, of Cisco's revenue actually comes from hardware, right? So they are the ones that sell a lot of routers, a lot of network hardware platforms. And that's where in, that's a lot of the infrastructure platforms. So if you saw my previous video, I did mention that I would have expected a down increase in infrastructure um, platforms and anything related with hardware, but we would see a nice increase in anything related to software or security. And that's kind of what we see a bit here. So infrastructure made up about 6.4 of that 12 billion. So again, over half of the total revenue comes from that. And that segment is down 15%. The next segment that is, is down is application and application makes up 1.4 out of that 12. So a little bit over 10% and that's down 5% year to year. And then applications, this is where you see, uh, if you guys don't know, Cisco does have like a Zoom video type product they call the WebEx and a lot of big companies actually use it. And I honestly was surprised to see this down 5%, especially with the whole COVID-19. I would have expected this to gone up a bit. But one thing they did mention in the earnings call is that they did provide a lot more free services of this of WebEx. So other so many companies can try them out. And they are expecting a lot of those companies to end up becoming a revenue, a, a revenue, a paying customer. Security. So these are security platforms, security software, and again, security hardware. This is up 6%. And actually, that makes sense, right? With everybody working from home, they want everybody and all these companies making sure that everything's done online. They are going to try to beef up their, their, their security. 
And the only other big one is services and services is up about three point is uh, it's up five percent. And that's about 3.4 billion of that 12. So a little bit over 25% of this revenue comes from here. And this includes a lot of a lot of reoccurring revenue and a lot of software also is there. The only other thing I wanted to take a look at was this company's um, orders divided by how, how these companies order was doing through the regions. So like I mentioned, right, quarter three, which is what we're talking about, pretty much only takes place a few weeks of COVID-19 here in the United States. And here in the United States, they saw about a 0% change in orders compared to the same time last year. Obviously, quarter three took effect when, for example, China and the Asia Pacific regions was taking more of a hit of the shutdown because they shut down a lot earlier than the United States. So over there, they did see about a 22% down in, in product orders. And in the Europe, Middle East, and Africa segment, they saw about 4% down year to year. And I do expect maybe as quarter four continues, we are going to see that Asia, Pacific, Japan, and China region to go up to start seeing better growth. But then the Americas and maybe Europe, Middle East, and Africa start seeing a decline, right? Because now this is going to take a true effect when America's, right? America is going to be down for a huge portion of quarter two all right so next i wanted to take a look at the press release that this company gave for us and we already took a, uh, a long look about margin about revenue and how this company is doing by product the only thing we haven't taken a look is at this company's balance sheet and cash flow and that's what we're about to do so this company's balance sheet if you guys have been watching my channel the balance sheet is one of my favorite documents to take a look at because it tells me a lot of how the company is doing so first let's just start off from the bottom um, maybe a little bit before the bottom total current assets so total current assets right now is sitting at about 41.3 billion dollars out of april 25th 2020 this is compared to just um about nine months ago compared to nine months ago which i think it's pretty weird but i think this is at the beginning of their quarter of july 27th 2019 it was about 47.75 47.7 billion so total current assets has decreased by about six billion dollars which is a nice chunk and let's try to see where we're gonna happen where we're gonna see that and here the biggest portions of of current assets that have changed is this company lost um has used about 1.4 billion dollars of cash and cash equivalents nine months ago this company had about 11.75 of cash and cash equivalents right now it has about 10.3 billion the other biggest was in investments in investments back then nine months ago this company had 21.6 billion dollars in investments and in investments in current assets are just pretty much like small time investments that this company has very low risk and can pull out for the amount of cash it, it pretty much is right now so it, it, it is a very liquidable asset and like i said 21.6 nine months ago compared to 18.2 so a lost of about 3.4 billion um 3.4 there plus the 1.5 up there close to five billion dollars just on those and that takes a huge portion of the total current asset change there has been a little differences in the other total current assets but nothing major there to really throw a red flag or for me to really dig any deeper next let's just take a look at this company's total assets 
So total assets dropped pretty much by the same values. It was $97.7 billion nine months ago. Right now it's $91.3 billion. This, so again, a change of about $6 billion, similar to total current assets. And that big change were because of those main reasons that I just previously talked about. There's nothing here in the long-term assets that have changed anything to really, again, dig deep any further. So now let's take a look at this company's liability and same let's start with total current liabilities so total current liabilities for this company has dropped and that's actually pretty good it actually dropped by the same amount of total assets so um right total assets total current assets dropped about six um six billion total current liabilities nine months ago were about 31.7 billion right now it's about 25.9 so close to that six billion dollar drop that we saw in total assets so it's safe to assume that they used those assets to pay down some current liabilities the biggest change here was in short-term debt but short-term debt usually um short-term debt is just money this company has to pay within the next 12 months and this just depends when the bills are due so usually this fluctuates a lot um so there even if it fluctuates a, a lot like we saw that six billion it's not really a red flag in my opinion because like i said these fluctuate a lot depending on when your payment is due so let's take a look next at this company's total liabilities and total liabilities for this company were actually 64 billion dollars last um about nine months ago and right now sitting at about 55 billion dollars so down about nine billions and that's actually pretty good right because total assets only dropped by six billion but total liabilities dropped by close to nine billion so that's that's good news that liabilities even though assets are dropping liabilities are dropping at a faster rate and here the only big change here is this company has a lot less long-term debt than it did last year um than it did nine months ago long-term debt dropped by about two billion dollars right now it has about 11 billion dollars of long-term debt and to me that's actually pretty good this company has enough cash and cash equivalents and investments it has about 28 billion dollars of a quick cash right if you add cash and cash equivalents and investments it'll be about 28 billion dollars and that this company can pretty much pay off its total long-term debt and this total short-term debt if it really wanted and still have money left over so that's a good thing in, in, in my mind for for the balance sheet so this balance sheet is not the strongest balance sheet i have seen but it's not pretty weak i, I like i it's gonna be pretty cringy to say this but this balance sheet is just pretty balanced so next we're just gonna take a look at this company's cash flow and the only thing i want to see is how this company is doing with is this company taking out debt or is this company paying more debt and for this quarter this company pretty much took out no debt and it actually paid back about 5.2 billion dollars of debt and that's a good thing right especially with the way things are, are happening right now I, I don't think it's bad companies taking out debt because hey they, they need to survive and might as well just take out loans right now while while rates are low but if i'm seeing a, a company like this not taking out any debt and actually paying a nice portion of that back it, it, it's actually a bullish scenario on this company's um, balance sheet and this company's money management all right so final thing is just take a look at this company's valuation so for this company first i want to show this company's revenue for 2020 is expected to be 48.5 billion dollars 
for 2021 is expected to be 49.98 billion dollars that is a very small growth between 2020 and 2021 but at least it is growing revenue so this is a small grower next let's take a look at this company's earnings per share estimates and this is pretty much how i do my valuations on companies so right now what we and it depends differently on what type of company we're going to take a look at cisco stock we see is a company with very low revenue growth but a company with a very strong balance sheet and a company that's um that's actually in a pretty strong network where where they're not growing anymore so investors now are probably paying for just the the healthiness of the balance sheet the uh the stability of the company and the dividends so companies like this with no growth with no strong growth and a strong balance sheet, I usually see a forward PE ratio between 10 to 20. 20 obviously being in the high end, 10 being on the cheap end. This company's forward PE ratio for 2021 is expected to make $3.14 and gives a forward PE ratio of 13.38. To me, this tells me one thing that I, I, I this is just my opinion, right? No advice here. Uh, this is just my opinion and should not be taken as advice because I am not a professional. But to me, a forward PE ratio of 13.38 is a pretty okay valuation. This company is definitely not overvalued right now. I, I wouldn't consider it overvalued, but I wouldn't consider it undervalued either, especially because it's not a, a growing company, right? We, we're only seeing not even, what is that? A 1% growth, maybe, maybe a 2% growth in revenue. But this company is focusing on increasing its margins. So that's where we're seeing that increase in earnings per share. Unfortunately, I, I, I do have some shares in Cisco. And I think um, at the moment, I will continue to hold. But if I do see um, some other company that might grab my attention, Cisco would be one of those first, first companies for me to sell out to grab that cash if I don't have any other form of cash available to purchase that new position. And that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know what you think. And take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.